The Bible states that a man's belly is satisfied by the fruit of his lips. I was praying about this morning and and, uh, the Lord just impressed me. Voice activated faith. Your faith is activated by your lips, by your mouth. And the Bible says that uh, life and death is in the power or in the strength of the tongue. And, and, and we all know that, that you can either speak life over a situation or you can curse it. Amen. I have cursed situations because of my flesh and uh, whatever it is dies as soon as I curse it. Does everybody understand that? Amen. So there's a power. Uh, Genesis, you know, right in the very beginning, I think it's eight times in Genesis 1, and God said, this chair is here because God said. (laughs) Oh, and Michael put it there. Thank you, Michael. (laughs) God said, let there be, and there was. So everything in the Bible that God said, the devil wants to change it or to make it void. But we just have to know that you cannot change God's word. It's his will. He's perfect. There are no errors. Uh, As a young Christian uh, in a large church, we were studying Thessalonians and we were happened to be talking about the duties of a bishop or an elder. And, you know, they got to be pretty good people. And it says, you know, married to one wife and uh, children obey the Lord. And uh, uh, the Bible says, not prone to drink much wine. Not prone to drink much wine. And I had the pastor come back and say, take your pencil out and cross that out and make it say no wine. You can't do that, folks. You can't change one dot or one tittle of what God's word says. And, and you know, the devil's so stupid, it didn't take him but three chapters to say, did God say that? And, And we have that we have that all day. I mean, we've all had situations, faith projects that we're believing God for. And and there's going to be somebody in your crowd that's going to say, did God really say that? (laughs) And you know, we have to say, yeah, my God said it. He can't lie. He can't fib. If God said it, that's it. Amen. Do we all believe that? His word is, uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. Now, many people want to say, well, Jesus is one way to the Father. No. Jesus is the only way to the Father. But anyway, thank you, Lord. So in Genesis, God created everything that there is was, was done because God said it. the heavens, the earth, the animals. And and, and then man, he looked at man and he said, I want to bless man. 
I'm going to put a blessing on man and you're going to, you're going to reproduce and, and be functional and be fruitful, uh, take dominion and everything. And uh, uh, here we are because God said it over us. Amen. If you open in your Bibles real quick, I want to go to Mark eleven twenty three. And all this is today is just, let's watch what we talk about. Let's watch what we say. Because life and death is in the power. You're either going to speak life over a situation or you're going to speak death. I just, as I was doing praise and worship, I wrote this down. The impossible situation turns God on. The impossible situation gets the attention of God. Now, I'm not going to prophesy this. I'm just going to say it. The impossible. God's hungry for the impossible. Because God's going to show off in the impossible. If you can do it, you're going to get credit for it. The Bible's full of impossible situations. Impossible situations. Jesus, uh, the Lord's taken the Hebrew children out of Egypt. They've been in captivity all of their lives. And he said, now it's time to leave. And so here's Moses with three million Jews. And they're freed. Leave. They go. So they take off and they, they come to the river. Now, see, I'd have been making a boat how am I going to get across this river? You understand what I'm saying? And here comes the enemy. The enemy's finally uh, uh, figured out, hey, we can't let them go. Let's, go. let's go get them and bring them back. They're slaves. Moses is there and uh, his, his back's, uh, here's the enemy and, and here's, the, here's the water. And the Lord said, what do you have in your hand and uh, interpretation of that is, it was, what's in your mouth, Moses? And the impossible situation saved a nation. Amen. Wow. How do you feed 5,000 people? 5,000 people, Jesus, let's feed them. How much you got? Well, I got seven fish and two loaves of bread. Robin, you couldn't do that. Impossible situations. But the Bible tells us that nothing's impossible to him that would believe. Amen? So, 17, Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Jesus makes this statement. Uh, he's come from Jerusalem. He's just entered in Jerusalem. And uh, he turned over the... He, he looked at the church, and he didn't like the way the church looked. They were... Uh, changing money changers and all of that. And he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And we know the fig tree was there and he cursed the fig tree because the fig tree was supposed to be producing. It wasn't producing. So he cursed it. So the next day the disciples say, look, the fig tree that you cursed, it's dead. Well, then Jesus comes and makes this statement. And he said, whosoever would say, say unto the mountain. Now, a mountain would be a situation in our lives where there's a mountain, amen, and it seems too big. You can't go over it. You can't go around it. You can't go under it. But whoever would say to your situation, 
be picked up and removed and cast into the sea and doubt not in his heart, but believe that those things that he saith. Wow. Would believe that those things that he saith would come to pass. Not, not performance, not based on what you do uh, or have to do right now, but if he would just say it, speak to that mountain. I believe everybody's had mountains, a hindrance, a blockage to the blessings of God. But the word says, speak to it. I don't know, I don't know what yours would be, but uh, we had a medical mountain one time, a situation, uh, and uh, uh, listen to what I'm getting ready to say. Don't speak about it. Speak to it. Because we all want to tell each other how bad my mountain is. Right. Oh, my, my mountain's bigger than yours. We want to we speak about it, but the Bible says, don't speak about it, speak to it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Command it, command it to be picked up and cast into the sea. Don't doubt a second, don't doubt anything, but believe that whatsoever things you saith, saith shall come to pass. Amen. I want, I just wrote down a few, my goodness, I could have, I could have written down a thousand things. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. Well, but so-and-so said, the doctor said, your boss said, I don't care. <laughs> Come on now. I can either align my word with what man says, or I can align my word with what God says. And God said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But see, that's my victory is in quoting what God says over a situation rather than what man says. I, early in my, my Christian life, uh, you know, Mary Jean and I had a, a bad first marriage. We were both married before. We got divorced without G God. We got married and found God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. But there was a situation where I uh, was in a church and, uh, but because you're tainted, because you're divorced, you can't be a pastor. End of conversation. And I knew that. I knew I never could be a pastor at that church. Anyway, the pastor came to me and asked me to go on staff as a pastor. Wow. The presbytery says that you can't, you can't be a pastor in this denomination. 
But I remember the pastor said, you know, he said, I can either go with what man says or what God said. And God told me you're to be a pastor at this church. He spoke it. He spoke it. And then, we all have situations where right now, you can do all things through Christ. You're not limited. Well, I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too fat. I'm too short. I'm too bald-headed. Are <laughs> oh, you understand what I'm saying? How many times do we say, I can't? Come on. How many times do we say, I could never? I could never get that. I could never do this. I cannot. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do that. But the, when, the Bible says, James, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. You know, we need to tell that to some people. When, when somebody comes up and they're, and they're you know, I can't, I don't just say, you can do it. <laughs> don't we do that? Don't we encourage someone like that? You can do all things through Christ. We, the word encourages people. Amen. I can do all things through Christ. I love that scripture. I can do all things through Christ. Ooh, I like this one. Everybody repeat this. My God, My God shall, supply shall supply all I need. All I need. Did you just hear yourself say that? See, I believe there's two sets of ears. There's these and there's these. But Pastor, you don't know my situation. <laughs> I don't care. You're obeying God. Your God's going to provide all your needs. Amen. And we start, well, it doesn't look like that. I don't care what it looks like. If we went by what it looks like, we're all in trouble. Come on now. If we go by what it looks like, we'd be in trouble. But my God, my God shall supply. Hallelujah. The rents do, my God. Car notes do, my God. Income tax. <laughs> yeah, my God. <laughs> Come on now. Come, my God shall provide all of my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. My God. See, I'm, I'm building myself up because I'm speaking what God said. I'm not, I'm not going by what I see. Well, boy, it looks bad. I know it looks bad, but my God. Okay. Nothing is impossible to him that would believe. Nothing is impossible to him that would believe. How are you going to pray for college? I don't know, but my God, nothing's impossible to him. Nothing's, are you understanding? The flesh wants to believe, the flesh wants to believe in what we're hearing. The spirit wants to attach itself to God's word. The psalmist said, hide that word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And we really sin against God's word when we don't believe his word. Amen. Ooh, I like this. I shall live and not die to declare the glory of God. Now, for people that are dealing with cancer, it's the same as me dealing with the flu. We speak it. We speak it into the, uh, 
Who, what was that situation? We speak it into the, uh, into the atmosphere. We speak it into the atmosphere. I will live and not die to declare the glory of God. You get, the, you get a bad report. We were, we were so blessed early, early in our spirit-filled life. Uh, <clears throat> we went to a little Bible study and Captain John Levere, who's ever heard of Captain John Levere? Wow, I'm the oldest. Uh, Captain John Levere was a, a Houston police officer that had cancer over his entire body. And uh, he had heard about Catherine Kuhlman. Who's ever heard about Catherine Kuhlman? Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Catherine Kuhlman. God had three syllables. She would point that finger at that TV set and say, and God. Anyway, he heard about Catherine Kuhlman and, uh, in California. And so he got on a plane. Seven doctors told him, you'll die. You'll never make the trip. You'll never make the trip to California. He made the trip to California. He got there and he's up on like the second or third tier. And uh, Catherine Kuhlman is preaching. It's about a four hour sermon and right in the middle of her sermon, she stops and she points her finger up and she said, uh, I don't know exactly, but she said, cancer is being removed right now in the name of Jesus. And then she went just right back to preaching. And Captain John Levere was up there in a wheelchair with an attendant. And uh, he said that he felt like uh, molten lava started on his head and went down through his body. And he said, I felt and sensed the cancer being dissolved. Amen. He came back. He came back to Houston. He went to seven doctors. They all x-rayed him and there was not one single trace of cancer. Now, I don't know where his faith level was at that, at that place, but he had enough faith that he knew, you know, someone, someone was going to do it and God used Catherine Kuhlman to do that. Nothing is impossible. You know, I, I appreciate doctors. I really do. Good night. Thank you for their, their time of study and everything like that. But, but if they're just going by their education, God goes above that. Amen. We are spirit beings. Yeah. And we, 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 walk, we don't walk by sight. We don't walk, what we see, that's, that's that my flesh man. What, I go by what God says. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. I, there's a thousand of these. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Old Testament, New Testament. By his stripes, I am healed. There's your victory. There's your victory. Well, I went and they said I got COVID. By his stripes, you were healed. In the midst of your COVID, you are healed. But I don't feel like it. Stop feeling. What does the word say? Take the word. It's medicine. What's the word say? Herb, the word says, by his stripes, you are healed. Amen. My doctor says something different, but you know, I'm going to believe what the word says. And the word tells me I am healed in Jesus' name. Amen. And someone said, well, you're denying the truth. There's no greater truth than the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. My belly is satisfied by what I say. 
And what we're learning is when we go from the flesh to the spirit is I change my vocabulary. Instead of I can't, I can. Instead of I won't, I will. I can do all things. See, mm. your children that are maybe not serving the Lord, we can either talk about their situation or we can speak to their situation. The Lord had to do that for me. I was, I was telling body, everybody about how bad a situation was and the Lord said, you better quit talking about it and speak to it. And I thought, wow. And you know what? So I started speaking to it in faith. I will speak in faith and it was just falling to the ground. That's how much faith I had. None. I just said, well, I'm going to start. But I kept doing it. Repetition. Repetition. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to speak what your word says, not by what I see, not by what I hear. Your word says this. Your word says this. And we keep doing it. Now, it takes faith to do that. Amen. Amen. I heard a man talk about forgiveness the other day. And he, he said, it takes faith to forgive. Don't, if you think you're doing it on your own, it's really not forgiveness. You need, you need God in, involved in forgiving that person so that forgiveness is 100%. And you understand what I'm saying? Because forgiveness, you know, everything about Jesus is about forgiveness. He died on a cross that we might have forgiveness. And if we think we can just say, oh, I forgive her. No, no, you better pray and ask God so that that forgiveness is solid. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The words that we speak cause life or death. Amen. That's why, in, you know, in, in the Bible, to some people, the Bible is very complicated. And it is. It is. But we can understand it. But in the 1,500 years that it made, the Bible was over 1,500 years, three languages, three continents. God put it all together to obtain everything in this word, to make it yours. All we have to say Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior, forgive me of my sins. And all of this is our inheritance. I don't have to know who wrote Moses. I don't know the epistles' wives, the apostles. Y'all didn't catch that. I don't have to know that. I don't have to know the new, the Old Testament. The, I, I don't have to. I, I just need to say Jesus. Amen. Be my Lord and be my Savior. And forgive me of my sins. The whole Bible is wrapped up in that, in, in that small sentence. And, we, and, and we, we take our brain out of the situation trying to figure out, but, but look at me. But, but God said he, he so loved the world. But I did this. But God so loved the world. 
Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. It boils down to that. That simple statement. I, I like Pastor Jack. He always comes and, and says, and be my best friend. Hallelujah. We've got to change our language. I'm going to end with this. Now, folks, if there's power, ha, 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 if there is power and deliverance, and if the impossible has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus when I speak in English, what happens when I pray in tongues? The Lord showed this to me. It's, it's, it's like a brother Mike comes to me and he's, uh, we're dealing with a situation and we're praying for Mike about his situation. Okay, we're praying. We know exactly he's voiced it. This is what my prayer is. And so we're, we're praying for that. And, it's, and here's the circle and we, and we know maybe 50% of that. Are you understand what I'm saying? Our intellect, we, we know about 50% of that prayer. We're praying 50% of that prayer. But then when we get through praying what, what our mind and intellect and what we know and what he's telling me, and then we take it and we say, Folks, the Holy Ghost is praying that perfect prayer. And if praying in English in the name of Jesus can undo the impossible what happens when we pray in the Spirit? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pastor, you got anything you want to say? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. So good. You know, we get blamed for blame it and claim it and blab it and grab it and, you know, all that type of thing. But, you know, you can't even be saved without confessing it. You can't. The Bible doesn't say if you think in your mind that Jesus was raised from the dead. The Bible doesn't say if you write it down. The Bible doesn't say if you hear it over the internet. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe that he was raised from the dead, then will you be saved. See, all salvation is is the great confession. That's it. Yeah. We are living off of our confession. We are living off of the residual that we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Well, that same confession works its way into, I confess over my healing. It's the same faith, isn't it? I confess in Jesus' name that the Bible says that by his stripes I'm healed. I confess, see, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it I'm not trying to work witchcraft or try and manipulate something. I'm just speaking what I already have. Amen. That is called the word of faith. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It's the word of faith. So when you put your words on it, see that verse that pastor used where it says, if you would say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in your heart, but believe those things which you saith shall come to pass. He shall have so whatever he says. Three times in that verse it says say. No time does it say pray. <laughs> it's good. 
Three times in that verse, it says what you say is what moves the mountain. We found out that your faith doesn't move mountains. Your words do. That's good. So it's what you're saying. It's not what you're thinking. You've got to get up. And folks, we've all been there before, haven't we? Where you have, I've done it in the car. Where I have screamed at the top of my lungs at that mountain. And said, I have had enough. And guess what? That mountain moved. Amen. Don't let the enemy rob you of your voice. Amen. Don't let him rob you of the power that you have when you stand up and you point your finger at that mountain and you say, be removed and be cast into the sea. Amen? Thank you, Lord. We're going to do a couple of things. I don't ever like to end a service without giving you an opportunity. If you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you're not joining a cult, you're not joining a church, you're not joining a club. You are entering into a relationship with the creator of heaven and earth who loves you so much. They sent his only beloved son into this earth to die a sinful man so that you and I could enjoy eternal life. And that's life here on earth, and that's eternity with the Savior in heaven. Somebody say amen. amen. And all he says you have to do is confess with your mouth you, and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And the Bible says that you'll be saved. Pastor, saved from what? A hell that was never created right. for us. We were never created to go to hell. We were created to live in a garden. Remember that. We got three chapters into this deal and we messed up. So if you've never made Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask you to stand with me today. Everyone in the, in the congregation, would you stand with me all through the congregation? If you never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, then all you have to do is believe this in your heart, confess it with your mouth, and just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I want to know you. I want to know you. I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Heal me of all my diseases. Heal me of all my diseases. Deliver me from all addictions. Deliver me from all addictions. Give me a hunger for your word. Give me a hunger for your word. Lead me to a good church. Lead me to a good church. But most importantly, most importantly, be my best friend. Be my best friend. Jesus. Jesus. I receive you. I receive you as Lord. As Lord. In Jesus' name. I am. Wow. Amen. If you've never prayed that <laughs> before, you, man, we would love one of the one of the, the the pros of West Houston Christian Center is that we're a great discipling church. Thank you, Lord. I was discipled in this church almost 32 years ago. And discipleship is a big part. Like anything, we have to be disciplined and we have to be taught and learn how to grow. And God wants us to grow in this relationship. You should look back and be so much bigger, faster, Amen. and stronger Amen. with more hair and more money than you did last year. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, then you can come down, call us at the church office. We'd like to pray with you and give you some resources. Secondly, if you're a first-time guest with us today, would you raise your hand at me? We want to acknowledge you. We want to say God bless you, Colton and your family, all throughout. Thank you, Lord. All throughout, and uh, we want to say thank you uh, for coming. And uh, we have a gift. Pastor Mike, would you wave in the back? Pastor Mike, if you're a first-time guest, there is a card in the seat in front of you if you want to fill that out. Brother Mike uh, would like to bless you with something. You can re-gift it as a Christmas gift. <laughs> Just leave it in the wrapper, and nobody will know. Amen. 
Also, if you would like to go ahead and buy your tickets for the Chili Fundraiser, which will be uh, once again on December the 17th. Those are $10 each. Uh, Jonathan will be in the back back there, and we will sell you those tickets. Are you ready? You excited about what God is doing? Thank you, Lord. We love you. Be blessed. Jesus is Lord. You're dismissed.